Okay. Um, thanks, Jediel. Um, I just really would, um, just really, in a spirit of thankfulness, just want to thank you, Ed and Jean, just for your um, always making us welcome. We really appreciate it, you know, and it's not said enough, but we're very thankful for uh, the God-given relationship, and we're very thankful that we just can have a place to come, you know. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't take it lightly, and I'm very, very thankful for it. So, so a uh, few verses tonight. As I just think about this, um, just going to give a few verses. First one's in Proverbs fifteen thirty three. And this is what it says. It says, "A fear of the Lord is the instruction of the wisdom." Of the of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Uh, another verse is Proverbs eighteen twelve. It says, "Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility." Proverbs 22.4 says, By humility and the fear of the Lord, there is riches, there are riches, honor, and life. We've been reading, um, God has just been sh- just sharing with me in um, the, bu- the book of Galatians in chapter 5.17. Um, it talks about... <clears throat> The fruits of the Spirit. And in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, it says this very clearly, it says, Do not be deceived. A deceived person is basically someone who thinks they know what they don't. He says, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. The word there, mocked, is God's has been recently shown. The, the word there, God, the word there, mocked, is the word. One word to describe it is is saying, imitating. Okay. Um, the fruits of God and honor is one of them. By the way. Because it says before honor comes humility. And we have to, as an individual Christian, we have to be brought to a place of being humbled. Okay? But the beautiful thing about being humbled, which is a precious gift from God through the experience of a believer, the fruit of being humbled is receiving His grace. And so we have to be brought to a place where we can receive honor. And we can't, listen, we can't imitate a fruit from God. Do you, do you understand that? You can't imitate it. You can't fake it. You could try, you know. We know, we know in the scriptures, like in Romans 12, 9, you know, 
we know that love is not fake, right? Can't pretend to love. Do you ever like women, you know, wives? Oh, come on. Come on, husbands, come on. We talked about, we said here, talked about intimacy, right? The beautiful, the beautiful, the beautiful, um, the, 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 the ability to be able to relate to each other in intimacy and the gift, what that is, and the fellowship that we're, we're called to, right? As believers, right? You can't imitate intimacy. You know, the flesh will see intimacy, right? The flesh will see in intimacy, maybe, in a way an individual relates to God personally, like you could see it. The flesh can view it and see it. The, the flesh can view and see intimacy between a husband and wife that only comes from an intimacy that they personally have with God and they can express one to another. And listen, the only thing the flesh can do when it sees it is desire it, but it can't produce it, right? And usually what happens if a person doesn't repent or they're not taught or they're not delivered by truth into an intimate relationship with God and then into intimate relationships with others, what happens is a jealousy starts to occur in the person that's viewing the intimacy that's real in the flesh and they're jealous of it. Right? And listen, and in that place, they, what do they do? They desire intimacy. Right? They desire intimacy. But they can't produce it. Right. And so God takes that beautiful, listen, he takes that beautiful picture, right? What does he do? He opposes their pride. You know, in this, in this place, in this place, right, you desire what someone else has that they've been brought to, Right? through the process of humility. You with me? And God can only give them what they desire by His grace. But before the grace comes, right? Before the grace comes, God has a, listen, He has a process to humble individuals, Right? so that they can receive it. And it's only going to come by His grace and truth. It's only going to come by Christ Himself in John 1.14, right? Which He is the fullness of. So what happens in this process, God opposes the proud. But when we're in the flesh, when we're in the flesh, okay, and we're believing we are our flesh, which is a lie of the enemy, that he tries to get us to believe in the flesh. When we're in that place, the only thing God can do in his beautiful love and honor for us is oppose us. You know that, right? 
But without that opposition, listen, without that opposition, without that divine discipline, we can never partake of the very thing that we desire. You understand that, right? So the first thing that has to happen to an individual, okay, as he grows in his personal intimate relationship with God, that he so desires to have, right, and the enemy wants to come in and lie to him and say he can do it in the flesh or this is how you want to, this is how you can get it in the flesh, the beautiful thing that God wants to do is God wants to oppose him in the flesh to humble him so he can have an opportunity by God's grace to receive this love which is so intimate that he desires. And all when we read in Galatians chapter 5 and we read, you know, you read 17 all the way through 26 in the later parts of that he talks about this fruit of the Spirit, and he says the first thing the fruit of the Spirit is, is, listen, the first thing the fruit of the Spirit is, is love. Well, what does that mean tonight, Mike? Well, what that means tonight is when God opposes us in the proud, right, and brings us to the place of humility so that his vehicle of grace can come, right, or that vehicle of grace can be used, what happens? He, we have to enter into an intimate love that he has for us. Right? We can't bypass that and think that we can love apart from him or be intimate or have an intimate relationship with someone apart from him being intimate with us, right? He got that's God has an order. Right? And God's order is what in first John four ten? Herein is love. Not that we love him. But what? But he first loved us. It's his order. We're never going to experience intimacy with someone else until God himself is intimate with us. Okay? This is it. So the only thing that can take place in an individual, an individual believer's life before the process of God's intimate love towards me, the only thing that can take place with me as an individual believer is the process of God opposing me, right, into a place of humility. Where I what? I honor. Right? Okay. Honor, you know what honor, what honor is? Listen, honor is, listen, it's a reverent attention. Okay. It's a reverent, it's a, it's a godly attention. Okay. You can, you can bring in here, there's others that say this, you can bring in a, the fear of the Lord in this, right? Because really you can use the application of the fear of the Lord is really understanding that apart from him you could do what? Nothing. All right? So he brings us he brings us beautifully into this place where we have honor towards him. Right? 
But before honor comes what? Humility. Right? And there's no way, listen, there's no way you can experience this intimate relationship that you so desperately want. We can pretend like we don't, but we do, because we were created to have it. Right? We want this, we want this intimate relationship so bad. Right? We want it so bad. And here it comes, right? Here comes the humility process. Here comes what? Here comes the chastisement of Hebrews 12.5, right? To bring us into 12.10, right? Here it comes. Here God comes, right? And just by who he is, listen, just by the nature and character of who God is in his love for us, he opposes the proud because the proud cannot receive that, Right? But he so desperately wants that individual Christian to have it. So the only thing he can do in his loving discipline and chastisement is what? The only thing he can do is oppose the proud. He opposes who we are in the flesh. And that process of opposition to the flesh is what? It's he humbling us. What is he doing? He's humbling us. Right? To a place where honor can exist and we can allow him to love us. Right? In a beautiful, personal, intimate way. And I'm going to tell you something. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You have to have this intimate, personal relationship with God. Right? Having this honor and this intimate personal relationship with God by allowing Him to love you just where you're at, right? Primary security, right? Just because of who He is and the ability to, come, to be humbled into His grace, His unmerited favor, and receiving this love. This has to take place personally before you can enter into an intimate relationship of honor one to another, right? Especially with marriage. Especially, especially with people that are in, have like some kind of divine, right? Leadership or authority over you. Like people you respect. People you look up to. Right? Because the only thing you can do until this personal relationship is dealt with through the process of humility by God opposing the pride, listen, opposing the proud through chastisement, the only thing you can have, okay, is trying to fake intimacy or even faking honor to bona fide authority. Right? But listen, God, listen, God is longing to be gracious to you. God desires you in Isaiah 30, 18. He des he, he's, listen, he's longing to be gracious to you. Okay? Well, what does that mean? Really? He's waiting to be gracious. 
Well, what does he have to wait for to bring you to that place just so he can allow you to love? What's he waiting for? He's waiting for the process of humility to be finished in your life. So that you turn, right? In simple, listen, in simple obedience, you turn in a decision of the will to submit to him. Right? And receive that and enter into intimacy yourself. And only through that intimate, personal intimate relationship of you receiving his love can you enter into the honor and intimate relationship with others that are around you, right? It's funny, say, he says this, and I'll close with this in Hebrews chapter 12. He says, hey, no chastisement. No chastisement or no process of an individual Christian being humbled by God seems joyous at the time, but what? But grievous. But he says, but listen, when it is completed, right? When God actually, through the process, right, of opposing our, our opposing who we're not, or opposing the proud, right? Through that process, it says at the time, it seems this way, but when it's brought to completion, in a believer's life, right? It's the listen. It's the beautiful entrance of His love, bringing us into a personal, intimate experience with Him. You know, and so Father, we just we thank you for the Word. We thank you for this time. We just we do, Lord. I thank you so much for the body of Christ. This is opportunity to be here. Just for your just for your hand, your beautiful loving hand that so graciously opposed me in the flesh and continues to oppose me in the flesh and will not compromise and will not let me imitate what I so intimately desire in the realness of your spirit by your grace. So we do we just thank you for this in your in your precious name. Amen.